Hello and welcome to the Celebration Church podcast. I'm so glad you're here. In just a moment, we're going to jump into a message from Pastor Roger. But before we do, I want to encourage you, connect with us online. Whether that's following us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, or it's subscribing to our YouTube page or this podcast, do it. We want to stay connected. And another great way you can connect with us is be our guest on a Sunday morning service. If you're here locally, come on out. We want to meet you and connect with you, worship with you. We'd really enjoy that. But without further ado, let's jump into this message from Pastor Roger. Great job, you guys. That's fun. That's fun. They, they just recently got married and uh, serving the Lord together. It's cool. Hey, it's a lot of fun to serve with your spouse, just so you know. Um, if you're like, I don't know if I want to get involved, or, you know, whatever. Do ministry with your spouse. It's a lot of fun. It's a great way to bond. And um, it just, it's incredible. I, I hear Tom saying, yeah, tell him. Very good. Well, yeah, we've, we've begun construction and it's pretty exciting. It's, uh, it's a lot. So this, this side over here, we had the scraping party. I still have blisters. And I didn't scrape as long as most of you. I was, um, I was supervising. And uh, I have blisters, so I'm sure some of you still have blisters. And um, it's, it's, it's really cool to see, to see progress. It's always, it's always fun. And um, we're doing this to just create more space so we can give room towards those people that are just not here yet and, uh, and make more room for, for other people to know Jesus. <clears throat> hey, are you um, one of those people that gets jealous of the person that's always in the right place at the right time? I, I got to admit, I am I'm jealous of those people that are just, they just always seem to be the one that's, they're in the right place at the right time. They just have this unique gift, like it's a gifting from God to be in the right place. at the. You know, I'm talking about that person that at every Christmas party, they always win the raffle. You know, like they're the one that's going to win the shotgun no matter how many raffle tickets you put in, they're getting it. Like you might as well just go home, Terry Piper. And there are very few times that I, that I can say I've been like, I was in the right place at the right time. Uh, but one that stands out to me is... Um, we were living in Fairbanks, Alaska at the time, and we, uh, we were at a Safeway, and the, the Safeway was having a grand opening of a Starbucks, proudly serving Starbucks. So not actually Starbucks, it's a proudly serving Starbucks, and, um, and terrible coffee, I'm not going to lie, but they had this line, and it was like, we were super excited to, to finally see something that halfway looked civilized, and... Um, and we were waiting in line for, for this Starbucks at a Safeway. And uh, when I paid for, for our drinks, the, um, the receipt machine just started spitting out all these receipts. I started, and, and the lady's like, oh, look at that. She said, you just won an iPod Nano. And so for like the younger generation, an iPod Nano, this is before we had iPhones, we had iPods and the iPod, was, well, for the older generation, this is like a Walkman, but it's, 
And this was the Nano. This is like the, the super cheap, small one. It looked like a thumb drive, but it had an ear port, so you, you, know, you could put your headphones in it and listen. And I thought I was so, so they're like, you just want an iPod Nano. And I was like so excited. And before I could say anything, my wife pushed me aside. And she's like, I just want an iPod Nano. And I was a good husband. I said, yes, it's your iPod Nano. <laughs> it's your iPod Nano. And that was, that was a lot of fun. But, but I think... I think a lot of times in life, we find ourselves waiting in line, trying to be in the right place at the right time for God's blessing, for God's provision, for maybe for that relationship, maybe uh, for that opportunity in a career to, to, to show up and, and waiting for those moments. Maybe for you, you, you feel like you're waiting for that family member to heal from whatever sickness it ails them, or maybe it's you're waiting for your career to finally take off, or maybe you're, you're just waiting, you're just in, a, in just a, a holding pattern waiting for uh, just healthy, godly relationships in your life, and you're just wanting to be in the right place at the right time when God brings that person into your life. Because this is how the kingdom of God works. The, the, the way God propels you into his destiny or plan or purpose for you is, is really quite simple. It's right place, right time, right people. You get any of those three out of alignment, and it doesn't stop God's plan for your life, but it'll slow it down. And so you, you always want to be sensitive to what are, what are the right people God has in my life, what, what's the right place God has for me, and what's the, what's the right timing God has for me. And so, so my question would be, how do I make sure that I'm in the right place at the right time for that moment when God wants to move in my life. How can I ensure that, that I'm, I'm ready and I'm in place when God's purpose opens up for me? Maybe for you it's a, it's a season that you've been waiting in, you just feel like you're in, like, a, like an airplane, just a holding pattern. You're, just, you're like you're in line waiting for an iPod Nano, but you're really waiting for coffee because someone else is getting an iPod Nano, and you're just, you're just waiting. Or maybe for you, it looks like you're just, just holding, kind of just waiting for an opportunity. You don't know what it is, but you, know, you just know there's, there's something more, and you're just waiting for what it is. Maybe for you, you, you're single right now, and you're just, you're just waiting on the Lord, you know? <clears throat> you're, just, you're just waiting on the Lord to, to bring the right person in. I'll just tell you, you're in the right place. Church is a good place to find somebody. Um, somebody's like, yeah. I only have one person that was like, yeah. There, there are much worse places. There are much worse places to find somebody. And the Bible gives us a very simple and repeatable way to be in the right place at the right time for God's plan for our lives. Very, very simple way to do it. And, he, and the scripture does it through the Christmas story. Um, there's a there's a character. Thank you so much. You, you like you make me sound amazing. Um, th there's this this character in this Christmas story that is often overlooked, who is the perfect example of what it looks like to be in the right place at the right time, for when God wants to do what God says He's going to do in your life. This person's name is Simeon, and Simeon is a uh, 
he's just a unique character that many times we just pass over in the Christmas story. But he, he's really, he's just the shining example of being in the right place right when God needs you there. And here's what it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 25. It says, At that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout, and he was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. This man was righteous and devout. He was living the way God would desire his life. He was living the way that God would hope for his life. He was doing the right things and avoiding the wrong things. And it says he was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to show up. He wasn't passively waiting. He wasn't casually waiting. He was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to arrive. He, he, was, he was hoping that not only would the Messiah arrive, that, that, that he would rescue Israel. You see, at that time, the people of, of Israel had been under captivity for, for generations, and, and, and they had been waiting for a promised Messiah. The, the, in in, uh, in our, our language, we would say the Christ, the, the Messiah, the, the representative of God. God himself revealed that he would rescue the people, and Simeon was, he was pursuing God. He was chasing after God, and he wanted to see change in his generation. Have you ever tried to do the right thing, and you still waited? Uh, we see this in Simeon's story, that Simeon was doing the right thing, and yet he was still waiting. Because you can do all the right things and still wait, because waiting doesn't mean you're wrong. Waiting doesn't mean you're out of alignment. You can wait for God's promises or wait for God to be revealed in your life and still be in the will of God. Sometimes the waiting season itself is the plan of God. Waiting does not mean that you have done something wrong. Just because your prayer hasn't been answered yet does not mean that you have done something wrong. Just because you're still waiting for that answer does not mean that you have somehow lost out with God. Sometimes it just means you're waiting. And then the verse goes on, and this is in Luke chapter 2, verse 26. It says, actually, here's a weird Bible nerd uh, note for you right here in Luke chapter, uh, between 25 and 26. It's also later in, in this passage. If you, if you read in your Bible, not up here, but if you read in your Bible, you'll see that the verse, verse 25 ends halfway through what I have as verse 26. It ends at the Holy Spirit was upon him. And then verse 26 begins, and he revealed to him. <clears throat> the reason why I shifted it is, is this, is your Bible wasn't originally written with verses. Uh, the verses and chapters were added later, so throughout time, chapters were added to Scripture to make it easier to communicate about a common text. But at, at one point, there was a, um, a French monk who, on a carriage ride across the country, decided to sort the Scripture by verses so that it would be easier for people to communicate 
uh, about the text together so that you could speak about one spot of scripture and I'm speaking about the exact same spot. And so while he's in this carriage ride, he is, he is making, he's annotating his scripture to show all the different phrases and, and where it's separated so that he can communicate. And, and, and when you hear that, you think, oh, that's great. He took this massive amount of time to draw all of that in. Um, understand, he was on a carriage ride and he did the whole Bible. Like he's just like, I'm just going through it, putting all the, and so there are places in scripture where, where we'll read a verse and we stop, but the Bible keeps going. Don't, don't think that where, where a verse ends is where the thought ends. In fact, in some places in your Bible, the chapter will end and the thought is still going. The, the chapter will end and God is still speaking. And in this case, uh, just, it's just unique. He, he put the verse right smack dab in the middle of the Sentence, And so some of your translations will, will shift it like I have here. And some of them, like the New Living Translation, puts it right in the middle of the sentence. It's just, it's weird. The reason I'm saying that is this. To, under, to understand how to read scripture, you've got to understand how it's presented to us. And the different divisions of verses and chapters do not mean stop reading. They're simply there to make it easier for us to communicate about the same verse. The word of God Speaks through the whole text. <clears throat> okay, Bible nerd, there you go. The Holy Spirit was upon him, upon Simeon, and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Remember, he's devout, he's righteous, and he's eagerly waiting the coming of the Messiah. He must have been praying that God would send a Messiah, that God would send a Savior, that, that there would be an answer to the needs and the Bible tells us that he, that the Holy Spirit was upon him and that he, the Holy Spirit had showed him that his answer was on its way. He had asked God, when will the Messiah come? And God gave him a very clear answer. His answer was, sometime between now and when you die. Sometimes the answers to our prayers are just like that. Sometime between now and when you die. Sometime between right now and a long time from now. Sometime between now and then. And then it goes on and it says in verse 27 that that day the Spirit led him to the temple so when Mary and Joseph came to present baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there. You, you see, Simeon had cultivated something in his own life. It was the habit of paying attention to the voice of the Holy Spirit in his life. This, is, this Christianity thing is not we, we sit and we just hear what some person on a pulpit speaks, but the truth is we are all supposed to develop the habit, the rhythm of listening to the voice of God and, and following after what we believe God might be saying now. This is what was so unique about this man, Simeon. He, he was pursuing God. He was devout. He was righteous, but he was also very attentive to what God 
God might be saying right now. And, and I, would, I would make that caution to you. Don't, don't wait to, sometimes we, we sell ourselves short on the voice of God because we think the voice of God has to be this clear, definitive, it's this or nothing else. And sometimes the voice of God, when he speaks to us, sounds like it might be this. And the only way you grow accustomed to be able to hear his voice with accuracy is you step out on a, this might be right. And when it's not right, you have the integrity to say, I was way off. This is why as a church, we we set aside times and seasons where we engage into the presence of God. Like, for instance... A rhythm of my life since 2001 has been during January, I take 21 days and I, I set it aside to spend time prayer, prayer and fasting. Something I've done and it's something that's the rhythm of this church. So from January 9th until January 29th, we as a church, we go into a season of prayer and fasting. For some people, uh, that, that will look like food. For some people, that looks like media. But really what it is, is we're, we're setting aside things that clutter our minds, those things that fill our mind with all the, all the busyness or even things that, that we think we need to, to be sustained or to be strong. We set those things aside and we lean into the voice of God. And every year when we do this, we have people that, uh, that talk about just how, how incredible it was, how, how much they, they, they'd never done it before. And, and when they do it, they say, wow, I, just, I did not expect God to meet me during the season the way he did. I would challenge you, if you've never done something like that, join us this, this January uh, on the 9th to the 29th. Set something out of your life and lean into the presence of God. It'll create space for you to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. And so this is really the first step that Simeon takes. It's this step of just paying attention to what God might be doing during his generation. And then the verse goes on and it says, can you put the verse back up? And then it there he goes. It says, Simeon was there. And, and this is key because in the middle of Simeon pursuing God, in the middle of Simeon, I got it. that's interesting. What was that? I've never heard that noise before. Okay. It sounded like somebody moving a desk. It's like, why are you moving a desk? It's church. Okay. Okay, sorry. Um, he was there. He had been promised by God that he would see the Messiah. He wouldn't die before he saw the Messiah. But not only did he have that answered, but he was there at the right moment when God showed up. Like, he, he was there at the moment. And the truth is, people who end up in the right place at the right time are usually the people who were in the right place long before it was the right time. We cannot predict with perfect accuracy when our faith will pay off. We, we cannot predict just with complete understanding when the, our marriage is going to finally be, be doing good. We're not going to know specifically when God's, all the prayers that we have towards God are going to be answered, but we can choose to be in the right place. Like what I'm saying is you, you cannot predict when the promises of God in your life are going to happen. You cannot know when, uh, when that relationship is finally going to be resolved. You cannot choose when you meet your spouse. You don't know all of those things, but you can choose to be in the right place 
before it's the right time. We can choose to be in the right place. We can choose to keep having faith in the face of discouragement. We can choose to keep doing the small things even though we're not seeing the big things. We can choose to be faithful to God through the small things. We can choose to keep living for him. We can choose to keep stepping forward into what God has already spoken into our lives even though we don't see results. I find it interesting that it says he's at the the temple. He goes to the temple. He hears the voice of God say, go to the temple. He goes to the, he doesn't, like, I need directions. I need directions to the church. I need, I need to know how to get there. No, this guy was, like, he knew. He knew how to be at the temple. Like, this was the rhythm of his life. The, the rhythm of his life was listening to the voice of God and, and being around the temple. Sometimes we don't receive what we're looking for or what we're waiting for. Because we try to time our faith. We try to know with specific accuracy when God is going to come through. Like We say, I'm, I'm going to be faithful at the right time. I'm going to make it. It's all going to work out. I, I met people when I was younger. I had friends that would say things like, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. And then I'm going to give my life to the Lord. I'm going to have this amazing testimony. That's the kind of weird church I grew up in. But you cannot predict with perfect accuracy when God's promises come through in your life. You don't get to choose when your prayers are answered by God because God doesn't answer prayers with no. He answers them with a yes, a yes and wait, or a different yes. And in this situation, Simeon is experiencing a yes and you're going to wait because it's going to be before you die. We have this, this idea sometimes that the timing we've set in our own mind is also God's timing. Like, like the, the, I've, I've prayed for this thing to happen in my life, and, and now I'm, and I'm waiting for the, the timing of the Lord. But the timing of the Lord needs to also be the timing I have determined. And can I just tell you that God's timing is not our timing. We believe that we, we respond to God in faith. We believe in a prayer-answering God. We believe in a miracle-working God. But we also understand that he is a God of timing. And so we get discouraged, and, and that discouragement causes a distraction when, when we don't see the, the prayer answered, we don't see the promise fulfilled, and we think, oh, my family hasn't been restored yet. God must not be listening. My, my healing hasn't happened yet. God must not be listening. My, my job has not turned out the way I was hoping it would turn out, so obviously God is not listening. We, and this, this discouragement becomes a distraction that gets us to get out of line and get us out of the right place waiting for the right time. We get what I would call the someday syndromes. You know the someday syndrome? Someday sy- the someday syndrome is when we say, one day, someday, I'm going to take my faith seriously. I'm just going to really lean into God. Someday, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read my Bible through in a whole year. Someday, I'm going to get intentional about finding what my purpose is in life. Someday, I'm finally going to walk across the room and ask her on a date. Someday, I'm going to be generous. Someday, I'm going to be intentional with my workplace and my job, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give everything I got into, into my 
my workplace. Someday I'm going to start that business. Someday I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that risk. Someday I'm going to propose to her. Someday I'm going to take that risk. Someday I'm going to be that kind of husband I've always wanted to be. Someday I'm going to practice a place and a time with God. I just can't do it now, but someday... And can I tell you, you will never be able to accurately predict when your someday should be. You're never going to know when it is that you should apply yourself so that your faith in God would pay off. You, you, can, you can try to predict the someday all you want to, but you, can, you will never be in the right place at the right time if you always sit with a someday syndrome. Instead, I would say you need a right now, today mentality. You've got to say, I, I'm going to choose today that I will live a generous life. I'm going to choose today that I will live a, 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 a hardworking life. Today, I will choose to step up in my faith. Today, I will choose to be a good, faithful husband. Today, I will choose to pursue God's purposes and priorities for my life. Because I can't choose the timing. God says, Simeon, it's between now and when you're gone. Simeon, you don't get to choose the timing. But you can choose to build your life in the right place all of the time. Like I've never, I've never woken up in the morning and, and walked upstairs and there was the aroma of coffee in the room and there's this nice cup of coffee sitting there and newspaper set beside it, music's playing and a little note from God that says, hey big guy, today's the day, like go get them today. Like, like I've never seen God like put a mint beside my, my, my pillow and he's like, make sure you take this in the morning because you're going to have a crucial conversation tomorrow. Like, God doesn't do that. What he does is he gives you an opportunity to place yourself in the right place and wait on his right timing. He'll, he won't nudge you towards the right timing. Like God's not doing this. Just hold on. Just hold on. Just wait. Just, just wait. Don't, don't do it yet. Don't do it. That's procrastination. What God does is he nudges you towards the right place. You need to get this settled in your heart. You, you need to get your heart right with that person because I'm about to put you in the right timing and your heart's going to have to be right. You, you're going you're gonna to have to lean into this situation because I've got right timing for you. Just make sure you're in the right place. And this is why as a church we, we have these, these environments that we create. This is why we gather and worship on Sundays. It's because it creates a right environment where someone can be in the right place waiting for the right time. And for you, it may just seem like a normal service, but somebody else is bawling and they're having a moment with God. Why? Because for them, it was the right place at the right time and they met God. 
And so we say, I, I can't choose the time, but I can choose to be in. Like, this is why we connect through groups. It's, it's not because we want to, like, network with people or whatever that might be. It's, it's that I know that if I'm in the right place and I'm with the right people, God in his right time can do anything in my life. And in just a conversation, in just a moment, my marriage can be healed. In a conversation, in a moment, I can, I can have hope for my family. I can, I can have healing for my financial situation just by being connected through groups. This is why we serve as a church. This is why we serve other people. It's not because we're looking for people to do free things. It's because Jesus modeled this beautiful thing that when we serve other people, God's timing shows up in our lives. His timing shows up. So those, the idea is that we look for the right place because we can never determine the right time. We can only do what we can do. God does what he can do. And what God deals with is time. What we deal with is getting ourselves aligned with the right place. So this man that had spent his life looking for the Messiah happens to be in the right place because he chose, I will just always be in the right place. The next verse, it says this, And he took the child in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation. And when Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him, then Simeon blessed them, and he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall and many others to rise. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. And as a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. This is what happens to us when we wait in the right place. When we wait in the right place like Simeon did, waiting in anticipation for God to do the right timing, the deepest thoughts begin to be revealed. It, it, was, it was through the delay that Simeon was able to be in a place where he hears the voice of God, not just where to be, but the voice of God is speaking to Simeon, and these deep thoughts inside Simeon begin to well up. We don't want the delay. We, we often don't desire the delay. But the truth is, it's in the waiting season, waiting for that relationship to be restored, waiting for the finances to finally come through, waiting. It's in those moments that our deepest thoughts begin to be revealed. It's, it's the moment when the deep stuff within us begins to be made. It's not made when we have all the answers. It's not made when we have the right time and the right place. It's made while we wait for the right time. What if you're waiting? What if the holding pattern that you're in was the thing God is using to develop the deepest thoughts of your heart? What if God's plan in your life is to use the waiting to heal those wounds that you thought would never heal? Because it seems like while I'm waiting, there's always a reason to walk away. 
And I'm not talking about just a physical location. I'm not saying geographically in the right place. I'm saying internally in the right place. In my mind, in, in the right place. Making sure that I'm settled in the right place. But it seems like while I wait, there's always an opportunity to walk away. Uh, it took our, our family, we went to Disneyland, uh, not this summer, but the summer before. And while we were at Disneyland, there was plenty of opportunity to wait. <laughs> and they had this pineapple dole whip. Anybody know the pineapple dole? I, I just heard the, yes, Lord. Like, <clears throat> and, and I'm seeing these people walk away with pineapple dole whip. And I'm like, oh, my, and my wife, she's, she's like, oh, we're, gonna, we're getting in that line. We are getting in that line. And I'm like, all right, babe, whatever you want. I'm a good husband. I'll just do whatever you want. Like, let's go. And then I see the line. I'm waiting in it for about two minutes. I'm like, we're out of here. She's like, honey, just wait. And I'm like, we got to go. This is boring. She's like, no, we're just going to wait. This, look how good this people walking away with pineapple dole whip. She's like, this is amazing. I'm like, no, we're leaving. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Finally, she's like, okay, fine. And uh, kids, and we all walk away. And to this day, my wife's like, what would have happened if, if we just exhibited a little bit of maturity? We could have tasted the goodness of the pineapple Dole Whip that everybody else was. Because the truth is when we don't choose to wait, we miss out on the pineapple Dole Whip. We miss out on the goodness of what God has in your life. And so I'd ask you this, what is it in your life that you're about to walk away from because the line seems too long? What relationship in your life are you ready to walk out on because the line seems too slow? What opportunity that God has placed in front of you are you ready to turn around and walk out on because it's too Slow. You get the briefest glimpses. You see the other people with their pineapple dole whip. You see that God is faithful. We know he's faithful. But what is it? What is it that you think is just, just not worth leaning into? What, what, what do you think is, it, it makes sense to just go ahead and throw in the towel and give up on? Because here, here's the, the interesting thing about me leaving the line for the pineapple Dole Whip is I'm not the only one that lost out on pineapple Dole Whip. My kids went all the way to Disneyland and they only wanted one thing, pineapple Dole Whip. But they never experienced pineapple Dole Whip because I wasn't willing to wait in a line. Because what if the waiting isn't actually about you? What if the waiting, what if the delay is really about someone else? What if it's really about someone else's life? Because you can't, you can't choose to be in the right place at the right time. But the best way to be in the right place at the right time is to find the right place and stay in it because it might not just be for you. This is what's going on with Simeon. Simeon thought that 
God giving him this promise that he would see the Messiah was all about him, that he had a promise from God. Hey, I got a promise from the Lord. But the truth is when Simeon sees the promise revealed in that moment, the deepest thoughts of his heart begin to bubble up and they are not about him. In that moment, he begins to prophesy over this little baby, has nothing to do with himself, and then he does the most important thing he could have done. He begins to speak one final word to Mama Mary because an angel had spoken to her and said, you're going to have this son. She had all these people coming. This is going to be a child from the Most High. But there was one more thing God wanted to say to Mary. He says that there's going to be people that He's gonna, there's going to be great loss because of him. There's going to be great gain because of him. And your soul is going to feel like someone stuck a sword through it. Because it's not right for a mother to have to stand at the feet of her son while he's executed. He's saying, are, are you sure, Mary? Are you sure this is worth the wait for you? Because even for you, there's a wait coming. You can be in the right place, but you don't get to pick the right time. And so I would ask you today, like, is it possible that your weight, is it possible that you trying to be in the right place at the right time is really about a faithfulness for someone else? Could it really be that, that you've been called to be a faithful dad or a faithful mom or a faithful son or a faithful grandson or a faithful grandmother, not for your own sake, but so that you could have an opportunity to speak into someone else's life so that they could reap the benefits of your faithfulness? While your peers are, are turning around and walking away from the dole whip stand, is it possible that God has called you to stay faithful to the dole whip stand because he has a promise for you? Because the best way to be in the right place at the right time is to be in the right place all of the time. It's to be in the right place all of the time. And and, and some of us may be standing in lines that we have no business standing in as well. I'm, I'm not saying you need to stay in that dysfunctional relationship because that's your dole whip. I'm not saying you need, you need to just keep suffering for Jesus. Like, you, you, you're just, you're just, it's just going to be pain. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm saying there are some of us that maybe we've, we've stepped into line for some things that we had no business stepping in line with anyway. But for many of us, I would say you're waiting in line for God to come through in your life. And the worst thing you can do is begin to say, you know what? I just need to move on to something different. If God led you there, then he has probably called you there. And if he's called you there, he wants you to stay there. As the band would come. If you walk away from the purposes of God's life, or the purposes of God for your life, you will always have the regret of what would have happened if I had stayed in the right place all of the time? What would have happened if I would have just decided to keep my heart right? What would have happened if I had just chosen, I'm just gonna stay planted in the house of God? What would have happened if you just decided, 
and recognize that the best way to be in the right place at the right time is to be in the right place all the time. Because there are people here today that you're waiting for a diagnosis to get back to you. There's people here today that you're waiting, waiting for hope for that family situation. There's people here today you're waiting for financial relief. And it's in the waiting that we say, man, I, I have just got to get out of this line and figure something else out. And I came here today to tell you that the best way to be in the right place at the right time is to stay in the right place all of the time. Don't shift. Don't be like water. Don't move back and forth. Stay planted in the right place all of the time. You know, even this building, guys, this is a result of just staying staying in the right place and not knowing the time. Like this building that you're in is a miracle from God to this church. It's a miracle. But it didn't happen because we were up one day and down another day. It's about the consistency of staying in the right place all the time. Would you stand with me all across the room? The best way to be in the right place at the right time is to be in the right place all of the time. And I believe that there are men and women in this room right now that are waiting for God to come through in an area of your life. Just waiting for that answer, waiting for that prayer to be resolved, waiting for a promise. And I would ask if you would be brave enough, if you would be bold enough to say, God, I will just choose to plant my heart into the things of God and say, I will just be in the right place all the time. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, God, I pray that you would calm the unsteadiness of our hearts of our minds that always try to come up with new solutions and faster ways to get there, but that we would trust in your timing, that we would trust in your plan and trust in your purpose, and that while we wait for you, you would develop the deepest thoughts of our heart, that you would grow the inner man and the inner woman while we wait. Lord, we choose to wait in the right place for you. Maybe you're here today and and just kind of keep that heart posture. Maybe for you, you would say, if we're talking about being in the right place, I'm not in the right place with God. If I'm honest, I'm not in the right place with him. And I want to change that. I just want to choose to be in the right place with him. Here's how you solve it. It's not hard. We 
we simply repent and believe. Repent means we turn away from the things in our life that we think, do, or say that don't please God. And we believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. And when we do this, his blood cleanses us from all sin and he plants us in the right place. He sets us in the right place. If you want to get in on a prayer, an opportunity to shift things and get in the right place with God, would you just give me a hand so I can see where you're at there? See the hand, see the hand, see those hands, see those hands. Join me as we pray right now. God, I'm sorry for the things in my life that I know don't please you. I don't want to be in the wrong place any longer. Would you forgive me? I believe that Jesus Christ died on a cross, was buried, and rose again three days later. And right now, I'm placing all of my faith and all of my hope in Jesus Christ alone. Say these words with me. Jesus, be the Lord of my life, and I will follow you every day that I live. Come on, church family. There's some people who just made the best decision be in the right place all of the time. God bless you. Hey, I just want to say thank you again for tuning in to today's podcast. If you want to learn more about Celebration Church, I'd encourage you to go to our website, www.thecelebration.church to find out more. Well, we love you guys and let's continue to love God, love people and change the world.